Today, on Commitment to Truth. If we are sidetracked on any other conversations, we have lost our way. The church does not exist to throw public temper tantrums and have conversations that are idiotic, truth be told, and are off point of who Christ is and Christ and Christ alone is the answer for all things. That's what a redeemed community is all about. The one who's redeemed me is the one who can redeem all those crazy people out there. Welcome to Commitment to Truth, the teaching ministry of Commitment Church, a place for all nations. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Each week, Pastor Cedric Brown and the pastoral team at Commitment Church strive to draw you into a deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, we begin a series titled, By the Book on Ephesians, A New Community. In this series, our pastoral team will take us through the entire book of Ephesians to encourage us to understand our new community identity and to practically walk it in real life. Here is Pastor Cedric, lead pastor of Commitment Church, with today's message. This is our first uh, stop at a new community. Our new community is a redeemed community. We are a redeemed community. It said, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God to the saints who are at Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul and mostly all the writers, they always have an introduction because these are letters. These are literally letters to a group of people. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us to adoption as sons and daughters through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace with which he favored us in the beloved, meaning Christ, he is the beloved. Verse seven, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our wrongdoings. Yeah, the forgiveness of your wrongdoings. The forgiveness of wrongdoings according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. He made known to us the mysteries of his will according to his good pleasure, which he set forth in him regarding his plan of his fullness of the times to bring all things together in Christ, things in the heavens and things on the earth. In him, we also have obtained inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things together in accordance to accordance with the plan of his will. In summary, we are redeemed community. Now you find in verse number seven, it says, if in him we have been redeemed through what? His blood. The word redemption means this. It's a releasing by payment of a ransom or deliverance. So in other words, we were ransomed by sin and he paid the ransom through his blood. If today that you have not put your faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ, all right, you're still under bondage. You're still under lock and key. You follow me? You still are uh, hijacked. You still are hostage right now. 
But when you put your faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ, admit that you're a sinner, admit that salvation is found only in him and through him and by him, you confess your faults before him and, and you ask him to come into your heart to be your Lord and Savior, immediately ransom paid. Matter of fact, he prepaid it on the cross, which is pretty cool. <laughs> it's just waiting for you to be applied. So now with this being said, a redeemed community is not then concerned with the who is chosen or predestined. This is such a hiccup and such a, I believe, a divisive conversation within the body of Christ that you need to know theologically. Because some said, well, why are we chosen? Well, you know, do, what's the chosen? Is it chosen and you choosing him? Is it because he chose you and, and there's others who are not going to be chosen? Understand, the redeemed community understands that the concern is not who is chosen. Why? Look at verse number four. He chose us in who? In him. See, the way he chooses is not based upon how we choose. He chose us in him not because of you or me or because you're better and I'm better and you're not as good as me and I'm not as good as you. He didn't choose. The, cho the choosing is in where? Him. Listen to the definition of the word uh, he chose us mean this. To pick out from oneself through faith in who? Christ. It says so that the ground of the choice lies in Christ and his merits only. So think about it. If it was based upon God having this weird CAD system, right, of selection, where then is it's by grace you've been saved? Where's, where does all that go? So that's why a redeemed people understand it's not about, well, is he chosen? Is he chosen? Is she chosen? Is, well, you're not really the chosen one. Truth be told, no one knows the heart of any man. Because you can even say, look at yourself in the mirror and say, well, have I really chosen? Because you really don't know the contents of your own heart. And that's why if you dig deeper, verse 4 also says, in love he predestined. So the predestination is where? In love, not in a choosing of you. The word predestined means this, it is to predetermine, decide beforehand, or to foreordain, and remember, before the foundations of the world, Christ says he has always been. So this redemption has already been in place before you and I even started acting a fool, or even been even thought of of being born, or born again. So therefore, a redeemed people's responsibility is not who are who is not a part of the community listen to this a redeemed community has an assurance in for God so loved the world and we leave all of that up to him our new community is a redeemed community verses 4 through 7 gives us this but a redeemed community is concerned with the who did and how did he. Who did it and how did he do it? 
That's what we should be concerned about. The who did, God did it. If you look at verses 4 and 5, it says, In love he predestined us to adoption. By who? By God as sons and daughters. This word adoption means this. It is the nature and condition of the true disciples in Christ, who by receiving the Spirit of God into their souls become sons and daughters of God. He redeemed you. That's all you need to be concerned about. And the same one who redeemed you can redeem everyone around you. No matter how bad, wicked, crazy, obnoxious, and even if they're your enemy. You see, and this is what the enemy will want you and I to be so concerned about. So overtly concerned about, well, are you chosen? Are you not chosen? Are you chosen? Are you predestined? Are you pre And lose sight of what we're really called to do. It's to uh, bring a message to a dying world that someone did something for you. He did it for me and he can do it for you. The redeemed community understands and trusts who's doing the, adopt the adopting. Is that God, you are the one is in control. I trust you because you are the one is in charge of the adoption process. Let me just live like I'm adopted, truth be told. So how did he? Listen to this. Tons of verses, but there's a few verses I'm going to give you nestled within these few verses of how did he do it. It's simply in and through Christ. But let's look, look a little deeper, okay? Verse 5. Adoption as sons and daughters through Jesus Christ to himself. To the praise and glory of his grace with which he favored us in the beloved. That's verse 6. Verse 7. In him we have redemption through his blood. Christ's blood. Verse 10. To bring all things together in Christ. Things in the heaven and things on the earth. Which simply says anything that concerns you. At the end of the day. He's trying to bring it together. He causes all things to work together for your good, for those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose, the redeemed. Then verse 11, again, there's tons of more we're going to discover during this time together. Verse 11, in him we also have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purposes of him. So in him and of him. You see, a redeemed community, again, understands that their responsibility, our responsibility, church, is this, is to stay focused on the redemption of Jesus Christ. If we are sidetracked on any other conversation, we have lost our way. The church is not, does not exist to have, to, to throw public temper tantrums and have conversations that are idiotic truth be told, and are off point of who Christ is and Christ and Christ alone is the answer for all things, period. That's what a redeemed community is all about. That's what we focus on. The one who's redeemed me 
is the one who can redeem all those crazy people out there in which I can also be numbered in. Right? So our new community is a redeemed community, but then our new community we're going to cover today is a sealed community. S-E-A-L-E-D. Sealed community. Ephesians chapter 13 verse 14 uh, begins to give this, this uh, clarity to us. Let's read those verses, please. It says, in him, again, in him, you also, after listening to the message of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of the promise, who is a first installment of your inheritance in regard to the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. Sealed by his Holy Spirit. Now just again some theological truth that is so, so important to understand. Is that when you come to know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. You have all of his Holy Spirit. Not part. Amen. Not, you know, so it's almost like saying this. If we were in a room, I, let's say I was in my office, you came by to see me, and you walked in the door, and I said, well, you know, only part of you walked through the door. <laughs> now, I know some wives may say that to her husband. It's like, hey, I want, you know, you know, where are you at? What are you thinking about? You know, or, you know, relationally, we'll go and split hairs, right? Like, well, you, I don't have all of you. But God doesn't play those relational games when you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ you have all of him the question is does he have all of you and me that's where it gets hairy and confusing and it's almost like we impose that on God but it's like God ain't playing those relational games with us he's all in he gave his son he sealed it through his Holy Spirit. You have all of him. He has vested everything in us. We're the one who kind of hold back on him, right? Relationally. So we're a sealed community. Let's go a little further in here. Again, verse 13 is uh, what we're going to really dive into. It says, in him you also, after listening, if you have your Bibles, please under, underline that if, or highlight it. After listening to the message, underline of truth, which is the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, underline that, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. So here's our first point, our reality, our truth when it comes to being a sealed community. We are sealed by no other thing, no other person, no other behavior, and I want to say behavior because a lot of times we think we can earn it. In other words, let me work, let me give, let me do, then I'm on God's good side or I'm better with God. No, God doesn't play favorites. It's when you put your faith and trust in him, you're sealed, you're complete in him. So we're sealed by the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. And that's probably why it's so troubling to all of us is that it's something supernatural. And it's like, well, what do you mean? His spirit lives within me. Well, I can't see him. I, 
you know, what do you mean? So it's mind-boggling to us that how can a God who is in, let's say, heaven somewhere, right? Another theological term, he is omnipresent. He is all places at all times. You know, he's not multiple gods. He is one God in all places at all times, right? How can he be over there and then be here? Well, I can't explain it to you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the best way I can explain it to you is that I can't explain it. <laughs> is, is that when we die and go to be with Jesus, it all makes sense. And chances are when we get there, we won't even be concerned about what concerned us here. Right? When we see his face and behold his glory. But we're sealed by his supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. The word sealed here means this, to seal for security from Satan. You have a hedge of protection around you and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Listen to this. This word sealed also means to mark a person or a thing. You are marked. So I remember when I first came to know Jesus, and can I be honest with you, full disclosure, I, I, did, I, did, I used to do what's called uh, belly to the bar evangelism. <laughs> so I felt like, oh, you know, I got my boys, you know, the way I'm going to reach my boys, man. I'm just going to, you know, come up to the bar, you know, bar with them, sit at the bar, and we drink a little something, something, right? And, and I'll, I'll show them Jesus, right? <laughs> inevitably, inevitably, if it wasn't a bartender, a friend, or someone, you know what they say to me? What are you doing here? What are you doing here? It's like, wait a minute, what do you mean? Oh, you know, they, you know, pour me another one, right? You try to like embellish more, right? It's like, oh, you know. Oh, I'm not really like, like Peter did, right? Yeah. Went to a point of trying to curse and swear to say, no, I don't speak like them. Because when the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit begins to work in your heart, are you sealed? Man, you're found out. You could try to be all hard and, and try to be whatever, hip, and whatever you want to call it, you know. What is the proper term of that these days? You know, at the end of the day, you'll be found out. You'll be found out. People are like, something's different about you. The other part of the equation you see many times is that you'll go to different places and... Um, There'll be other Christians that be they look at you and they wonder and say, Are you a Christian? Because why? It's a like spirit. The spirit of God who lives within you lives within them. And many times he'll just he'll expedite time in relationships because of his spirit lives in them, he lives in you. Sealed. You're a marked person. It also means to set a mark in order to prove, confirm, or test a thing. So to prove, confirm, or to attest. It also means to authentic authenticate you. To place beyond a doubt. That if you don't believe that you are his son or his daughter, he sealed you with his Holy Spirit to remove any doubt that you are or you're not. It also means to prove one's testimony to a person that he is what he professes 
to be. Sealed community through the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit. But we're a sealed community that must continue to listen and continue to believe. We have to continue listening and continue believing. And that's probably one of the trip-ups and hiccups in a follower of Christ. One will come to know Christ, be excited, be transformed, have this encounter with Jesus, this transformational work of the Holy Spirit, and then just kind of like start sailing, right, and coasting. No, it's still our responsibility to continue to listen, continue to believe, continue to listen, continue to believe. Faith comes by hearing, hearing what the word of God. So the word listening means this in verse 13. It means to attend to, to consider what is or has been said. So when you sit in a message like this, all of us are considering what is being said right now, right? But it also means this, to give ear to a teaching or a teacher. That's why it's important to sit under healthy teaching because you give ear to it, you know, garbage in, garbage out, unfortunately, right? And then lastly, it means to find out. So I believe, and I will use this part of the definition um, this way, I believe it is our responsibility, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, to find some stuff out. Study to show yourself approved under God. A workman who need not be ashamed. Rightly divide the word of truth yourself. Find some stuff out. In other words, you shouldn't just be coming to church just to find stuff out. You should be finding stuff out on your own. In the quietness of your devotional time, in the quietness of you reading uh, the scriptures yourself. In other words, you should be reading before me. And you know what you should be doing? Finding stuff out that when I preach, it's like, oh, dang, I found that out too. Because truth be told, it's not like God has given me this, you know, special, you know, clue to the Bible. You have his Holy Spirit, just like I have his Holy Spirit. And all this information I've given you, you know what I have to do? Find it out. So everyone should have this, this desire, right? This, this passion, or if not, this responsibility to find it out. And don't stop finding things out about Christ and your salvation in Christ, your redemption in Christ, your being sealed in Christ, because all it would do is seal and locking it. And listen, sealing also means what? Protecting you from the evil one. Amen. Continue listening, continue believing. The word believed here means to be persuaded of. When you are listening and you find these things out, you know, you become fully persuaded. So I remember when our kids were younger and they would have spelling exams. <laughs> the easiest thing that uh, our children wanted us to do was to tell them how to spell the word. Right? If they can't spell, well, tell me how, tell me how to spell. It's like, no, you know what we used to do? Go look it up in a dictionary. Because you know what? When you find it out, then you're going to believe it. You're going to remember it. 
It's going to be embedded in your head and heart when you go find it out. So there's this believing that you begin to become fully persuaded of in the New Testament. It also means of the conviction and trust in which man is impelled by a certain inner and higher prerogative and law of the soul. So the beautiful thing about when you find things out and you're studying the word of God, you're sitting under healthy teaching, there's this inter, in, in, inner higher transformation that begins to happen in the heart and soul of a person. To work, the word believe also means to trust in Jesus or God as able to aid either in obtaining or in doing something, saving faith, right? We just sung a song. It's, I don't know if it's the title, but one of the part of the lyric says, God is what? More than able. Who am I to deny what the Lord can do? But if you haven't discovered what he can do, chances are you're going to deny what the Lord can do. A still community is always listening and believing the truth of the gospel. The gospel is not, the gospel is one and done, meaning that you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you're saved. But there's something called uh, sanctification. And that is this being set apart that comes with coming to know Jesus. But sanctification is progressive. You're set apart at the point of salvation. As you continue to live this life, you continue to be more and more set apart. When you die and you go to be with Jesus and you see him face to face, your, your sanctification is sealed and complete. Because you're no longer encased in this flesh that causes you to have desires that are not becoming of a follower of Jesus Christ. Let me end with this. Lisa and I were finishing up our much-needed rest and vacation, and uh, she wanted to go bike riding. So we loaded our bikes into the truck, and I found this unfamiliar bike trail in the mountains of PA. It was actually in a town called Mountain Top PA. I don't know if you've ever been there. Now, as we're preparing our bikes, and I'm putting the tires on and together, tightening it up, um, we, we were um, preparing ourselves for this unfamiliar excursion, right? And we realized as aging adults, this is the weird thing, <laughs> as aging adults, we have this responsibility, which is so strange, to let our adult children know wherever we are, whatever we're going to do. <laughs> it's like role reversal. It's like, wait a minute, why are we telling them where we're at? So, so we're, Lisa is preparing and trying to figure out, you know, okay, hey, let me make sure the kids know where we're at just in case we get lost or whatever. And we're also now trying to figure out, uh, you know, you are here, the truck locator or the locator where your car is, your car is here. So we're trying to figure this out. And unbeknownst to, unbeknownst to us, this guy, this perfect gentleman, he's looking at us and he's apparently observing our hesitation. <laughs> our hesitation to go on this bike ride in this unfamiliar trail because when you see the trails, like all you see is woods, but this, the entrance to the paver, you know, that was paved. 
So he says this to us. Don't worry. All you need to do is stay on the path. <laughs> he said it to us about three times. Don't worry. All you need to do is stay on the path. So I guess he saw that we weren't quite convinced. <laughs> three times he said, don't worry. Just stay on the path. But then he goes on to say, hey, by the way, about five miles or six miles down the path, there's this beautiful lake. He says, but you don't have anything to worry about. Just stay on the path unless you leave the path. Then you have something to worry about. I mean, it was clear as day. But then this is what he said. He added, as you're heading to the lake, it's all downhill. But remember, if it's all downhill going to the lake, if you want to turn around, <laughs> it's all uphill. <laughs> so, what we did do, we took his advice, stayed on the path, even though going down the path, we saw some alternate, we stayed on the path that was clearer to us, stayed on the path. Stayed on the path. We were questioning, well, how far, how much more time? We stayed on the path, eventually saw this beautiful lake. And yes, we turned around. <laughs> and it was a two-degree incline all the way back up the hill. See, here's the weird thing about it. Our new community is like a new path. It's on familiar territory. Many of us will have questions, should I go this way? Should I go this route? Should I not go this route? What's waiting for me there? We will be tempted as we're on the path to take another row. But our challenge will be this, is that if we stay on it, we'll be all right. If we just stay on it, we'll be all right. You see, in this new community, there'll be things, there'll be things you'll learn, there'll be things that you're required to do, to be, to say, not say. Be unfamiliar territory. But if you just stay on it and don't leave the path, there's a lake waiting for your enjoyment. But if you choose to go right, turn around. It's going to be an uphill climb. And I believe that's the challenge that all believers have. If you have put your faith and trust in Jesus, do I stay on the path? Do I stay on the path? Do I stay on the path? This is unfamiliar. This feels a little awkward. It feels a little uncomfortable. It's a little frustrating. Why is it taking so long? Where's the lake? I have all these questions stay on the path because I believe if we're all are honest and if any one of us have are, who've turned around and gone back the opposite way it's an uphill climb thank you again for listening to our latest sermon series from commitment to truth the teaching ministry of commitment church a place for all nations 
Through this series, we hope you are encouraged to understand your new community identity. If you want to listen to the previous messages in this series, or if you want to hear messages from other series, visit Commitment Church on YouTube or Pastor Cedric Brown on Spotify, Pandora, or other podcast providers. You can also visit us on our website, commitmentchurch.org. And if you live in the Philadelphia, Delaware, or South Jersey area, we would love to see you in person as well. You can attend any of our services by visiting us at 2 Berlin Road South, Lindenwald, New Jersey, 08021. Thank you again for listening, and have a blessed and wonderful day.